According to the IBIS World Landscaping Services Industry Report, it demonstrates the industry market size is thriving and booming for sure. The report shows that the estimated worth of the industry currently stood at $129 billion at the end of 2022. The industry employs more than 1.2 million people and represents approximately 633,481 landscaping businesses. Furthermore, between 2017 and 2022, the report also indicates that the size of the landscaping industry has grown by an average of 5.3% per year. That's good news for my friend Brian Clayton. Clayton got into the landscaping industry through hard work, dedication, and a persistence to excellence. Clayton currently serves as the co-founder and CEO of GreenPal, an online marketplace which connects homeowners with local lawn care professionals. GreenPal has been referred to as the Uber of Lawn Care by Entrepreneur Magazine, and it has over 100,000 active users, completing thousands of transactions and keeping countless number of clients happy each and every day. Before starting GreenPal, Clayton founded Peachtree, one of the largest landscaping companies in the state of Tennessee. He was able to grow that company to more than $10 million in annual revenue before it was acquired in 2013. Clayton clearly has the entrepreneurial spirit and know-how to be successful, and he decided to stop by the program this week to discuss the state of the lawn care industry, how Green Pal is changing the game, and how he hopes the industry will offer an inclusive invitation for diversified employment options for a diversified segment of our population. I couldn't wait to have this conversation with Clayton, and now I can hardly wait to share it with all of you. So without further delay, I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Oh!
take a moment to welcome you to the program, and I'm super excited to learn about your career in business and how you're revolutionizing the landscaping industry. Have a happy Friday to you, my friend, and I'm delighted to be with you. Fantastic, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Brian, I know that uh, at the core of your entrepreneurial career, career, it starts with hard work, discipline, and really going after what you want in business and in life. So I'm wondering if you could just tell me a little bit about your business philosophy and how you got to be so phenomenal, my friend. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, you know, it, I've been I've been in business for 22 years, but it still feels like day one. And that's one of the cool things about building and growing your business. It's kind of like a video game where you just work one level at a time and every level has its own final boss, you know, its own dragon that you have to beat. And it's like every level is harder than the previous one. And you grow, you level up alongside uh, your business as you're growing and conquering these levels, so to speak. So that's that's kind of how uh, you know 22 years of, of running two companies, I've experienced it. Uh, I am today. I'm CEO of a company called GreenPal, which is an, an app that works like Uber for lawn mowing services. So if you're a homeowner and need to get your lawn mowed, rather than calling around on Craigslist or something, you just download GreenPal, pop your address in, and a local lawn mowing co- company, a professional, comes and takes care of it for you. And I've been at this business for 10 years. And I guess you could say it's a 10-year overnight success. We're now nationwide in the United States. We're in Detroit. So uh, if you wanted to check it out, it's, it, it works It works like Uber, but for landscaping. Uh, yeah, very, very good. And tell me, uh, Brian, since you've been into the app game for about 10 years now, my friend, I'm wondering your thoughts on how it's really evolved and helped business owners really reach more people with this business model of uh, adopting the app model. How, how has it worked and how do you think it'll uh, evolve over time? Well, that's a really, really good question. So I have a philosophy that these days every business is a tech startup. Every business needs to have some technology built into it at its core or else they won't be able to keep up. And so it doesn't matter if you're running a cleaning service, a lawn mowing business, a hair salon, a dry cleaning shop. You have to think about how are you going to leverage technology to give a better experience for your customers than your competitors are. And that could be stuff like around online bill payment, could be around online scheduling, could be around um, uh, on- online management of their account. It could be around uh, the, how the check-in experience works. Uh, you know, like let's say you go to a, a, a dentist, you know, rather than ha- handing them a, a clipboard full of papers, maybe that's done online somehow or done automatically. So figuring out a way to improve the customer experience with technology, I think is low-hanging fruit for every business owner. So in many ways, it's easier to start a great business today than it's ever been. Uh, but it's harder if you don't look at it that way and you just kind of do it the old way. You're going to get you know, out-competed by your competitors. And so I think, I think the opportunity is there for anybody that wants to start a business um, because you can learn how to start a business and you have these technology tools to make it easier to get up and going. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know that GreenPal has more than 200,000 active users there. And as you said, it's been referred to as the Uber of lawn service businesses. So tell me, 
How do you think the increase of popularity of your business has really helped it grow over the years? And what, what do you think is the key to growing your specific business and uh, businesses in general, my friend? Yeah, it, uh, it's, it's one thing about when you're starting a new company and inventing a new product. If you build it, they will not come. And so you have to really listen to your customers and figure out, am I solving a problem that people are willing to pay for? And am I solving a problem they want to, to use and continue to use my service? And this is a simple, simple concept, and it seems obvious, but the, the, the fact of the matter is most new founders, most new business owners – uh, don't really want to talk to customers. They don't really want to have to do customer support. They don't really want to have to answer a customer's phone call and want to sit behind the laptop or sit, you know, sit work on the business and not have to deal with these pain in the butt customers. And and for us, we the only reason we are here today is because we took customer feedback as almost like free R and D. So every every time a customer would tell us where we came up short where the app didn't work or what they wish it would do, we would put that down on a list and, and of things we need to, need to improve. And it kind of like a like a, a like an emergency room almost, like we would triage around what the top two or three things that customers were asking us for, and then we would just make it better and better and better. And so that customer feedback is how we went from, you know, a, a, a piece of crap technology that barely worked to now, you know, nationwide in the United States, and, and you can order a lawn mowing service like, like ordering an Uber. It was little by little fixing and improving and making the, the, the platform better based on what customers were telling us. And in the early days, I think the first 100 customers should be hand-to-hand -hand combat, should be you uh, speaking with them personally, you concierging them through uh, whatever your business does. And, and uh, because then you learn what they want, you learn what their needs are. And your e the email, the company email should go to your email. The company phone number should be your cell phone number. Um, that's a step that a lot of founders want to skip because, quite frankly, it's not fun. But if you can do that and 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 look at the pain of of, of customers telling you everywhere you're coming up short as almost like free R and D, it'll help you get to the next level of the game. Yeah, it's all about uh, solving problems and listening to the market, isn't it? As simple as that sounds, that's really all it is. But it's hard to do. And it's, it's it, you know, even to this day, you know, we have thousands of people using the app at any given time. I still do at least one hour a day of customer support personally, because I don't want there to be this gap between uh, what, how I'm seeing the problem and how the customer is seeing the problem. There's this weird thing that happens in business that there, there's a gap that forms between the founder logic and the customer logic. And the only way to close that gap is to talk to your customers. And so, you know, even if you're, you know, the CEO of a big company, if you can still do support personally, you'll never lose sight of what the customer is thinking or feeling or wanting your business to do differently. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Brian, you kind of answered this, this in your last answer, but I'll ask you specifically about the importance of having clarity of purpose when you uh, start uh, an, app, an app company specifically so that you don't get saturated in the market. How important is clarity of purpose? It's a really good question. I, I think that you need to be the best at something 
in your market or in the world. You know, it, you have to be the best at one thing more so than anybody else. And, 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 and it's really hard to be the best at any one thing if you're doing a lot of different things. And so a lot of times uh, new founders will start a business and try to be all things to all people. And when what you really need to focus on is one use case that you just do better than anybody else and what the value proposition is of the business. You know, value proposition is, is the answer to one question. If I am your ideal prospect, why would I do business with you versus anybody else? And the answer to that question always starts with because. Because GreenPal is the easiest way to get a grass cutting service, even if your lawn is four feet tall, get a grass cutting service in, in two minutes. We don't do window washing. We don't do maid service. We don't do pressure washing. We don't do, we don't do painting. We do one thing. Get a, get a grass cutting service in your yard to mow your yard in, in, in less than 30 minutes. And so because we focused on that one thing, we can be the best in, in, in our market at that, at that use case. So I think it's, you know, if you have a coffee shop, you should focus on having the, the, the best damn coffee in, in, in a, in a one-mile radius. You got to be the best at one thing in your market and be clear at that, uh, at communicating what that value proposition is. Because when somebody doesn't know what your business does, uh, whether it's online or traditional business, and they, they arrive at your front door, you should be able to answer three questions in less than three seconds. Where am I? What can I do here? And why does it matter? And I mean, three seconds or less. And if, and if you don't have a real clear value proposition, you know, then they, what, what is this? What does it do? Okay, I don't really understand it, but I'm gone. I'm, bye. I'm going on to the next thing. So like you said, being very clear, having a, a real, real clear vision on what you do better than anybody else, I think can help you get from level one to level two and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Brian, one of the reasons I was excited to talk to you, buddy, I'm going to uh, share just a little bit about myself. So I was born with what's called uh, spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. Uh, simply means that I don't have enough oxygen in my legs to walk normally. And in, in fact, buddy, I found out at the age of nine that I wouldn't be able to walk for the rest of my life. And one of my uh, previous jobs before I jumped into podcasting was I was the regional ambassador uh, for a project, project here in Ontario called the Discoverability Network, uh, which was the province of Ontario's uh, new online job matching portal uh, for individuals with employers uh, with disabilities and employers uh, to get connected to so the way it worked. It, it's similar to GreenPal. You go on the website, you create a profile, and uh, you're instantly matched with employers who are looking to hire folks with disabilities if you're a job seeker and if you're an employee. If you're uh, an employer, you're uh, matched with uh, job seekers with a disability who are uh, looking uh, for work. So uh, the question for you is how important do you think app companies or thinking outside the box are they getting uh, folks with uh, disabilities infused uh, to the workforce? Incredible. Well, let me just say uh, your story is inspirational. And uh, I'm inspired, you know, just, just by hearing your story. And, and, you know, whether in life and business, you just keep 
pushing forward. That's all you can do. And, and, and in business, you know, there's times where you feel like you're like, nothing's working, you know, all odds are stacked against me. And, and the only thing you can do is keep pushing forward. So I, I, I love, I love your story. And I love the idea of technology matching employers that, that have a need with folks with, with disabilities who can fill that need. I think technology can do it a lot, a lot easier than, than the, the traditional way. And, and, and as it relates to, you know, running a lawn care business or, or any other kind of, uh, uh, gig in the, in the, in the gig economy, uh, folks with disabilities can do a lot of these gigs. Uh, you know, whether it's walking dogs on Rover, whether it's running your own lawn mowing business on green pal, whether, whether it's, 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 you know, doing customer service, uh, on, on, on some of these customer service, uh, gig, gig websites, you know, you, uh, people with disabilities can, 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 can fulfill these gigs. And I think, no matter what your station in life, running a small business is the way for you to level up. It's the way for you to to improve your station in life, even if even with a disability. And and that's one of the cool things I think about running a small business is, is that it can help you level up and, and improve where you're at. And so I love the idea. We we have several disabled people that that run lawn mowing businesses on GreenPal. I wish we had more. Um, and, and, uh, and I love what you're doing with, with, with technology connecting buyers and sellers, so to speak, uh, with, 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 with people that have businesses that, that need workers, with folks who are disabled can, can, who can fulfill that need. Yeah, it works kind of uh, similar. So I was interested to get your perspective there. And I know uh, before you started Green Pal, you ran a company called uh, Peach Free, but you ran up to $10 million in annual revenue before the company was acquired. So my question for you is about business diversification. And I know as an entrepreneur, you're always thinking of your next great invention, but how important do you think it is to be nimble and being able to, able to change with the market as well? Yeah, it's... Uh... The way I look at it is this: it's a it's a balance between uh, being monotically focused on one thing and willing to put a decade in it, and 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 not and oblivious to opportunity versus bright shiny object syndrome. So, a lot of times, new founders will will uh, get caught up in the bright shiny object syndrome, where they will chase one opportunity after the next. You know, whether it be oh. Crypto, Web3, AI, gig economy, uh, you know, Bitcoin or, or, or whatever. And, and, they, and they don't stick with one thing long enough and, and they, don't, they, don't, uh, they don't actually get any traction in any one thing because every year or two or three, they're going on to something else. When in fact, I mean, it takes five to 10 years to get something going, to, 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 to get a real business off the ground. So that's the one side of it. But on the other side of it is, as a founder, you, you know, you have to have this vision and, and why you're doing what you're doing. And that almost doesn't change. But the way you get there, the path meanders. It, it, you have to iterate and try different things and, and, and look at different ways of doing things and improving on those things. And almost looking at it like one big experiment. And one of my favorite uh, mottos is, is action produces information. 
So if you just look at something you're doing in your business, you're trying it out, and all you want to get back out of that is just information to figure out, did it work? Did it not work? Uh, how do I need to try it again differently? Do I just need to discard this idea? So it's a balance between having like one fixed vision and you're going to spend a decade on bringing that to life versus being nimble, being open to trying new things and, and iterating your way to success. I think it's both. Um, and, and But you have to be careful about the bright, shiny object syndrome because every, every year there's some new thing. There's some new, you know, phrase that a lot of founders get drawn to like moths to a flame and, and, and they just go from one to the other and they don't get any sort of traction in any of them. Yeah, and all these new ideas cost money, right? You have to make sure that uh, you've got your eyes and cross your teeth because a business capital can only go so far, right? That's right, yeah. And and not only that, but you got to do something people are willing to pay for. This is, this is uh, sounds pretty simple, but there's so many businesses that are in search of a problem to solve. And they're in search of like they're building a product in search of a problem. And really, you sh it should be the inverse. It should be here's the problem that we solve and work backwards from there. And how do we make money doing it? Because we got to make money to reinvest back into the business. And uh, and and so it, this happens a lot with 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 businesses that get funding or loans. You know, that it kind of papers over the fact that they're not really building something that people want to pay for. So as simple as that sounds, you really need to focus on that. Am I building something that somebody will pay for that I can get some sort of margin on that I can reinvest the proceeds to keep growing? Yeah, absolutely. And Brian, in the short time I've talked to you this afternoon, I can see you're a high-energy guy and you're really passionate about what you do. So I'm curious to ask you the question between when, how do you make sure you have enough passion to run a business successfully and you uh, conversely don't burn yourself out at the same time. How do you strike the right balance there? That's a really good question because this stuff is a marathon. I mean, it, you know, it was, it was seven years in my first business before I made, you know, a decent wage more than I could just go get in the job market. Uh, my second business, Green Pal, you know, it was, it was five years before I could even take a paycheck at all. <laughs> so, so it, it is a marathon. And how do you not, how do you not burn out? How do you keep going? How do you keep pushing forward? There's a couple different ways I like to do it. I, I've, I've gotten burnt out before. Um, one is, is you, you know, the fuel you're putting in your body. What does your diet look like? I've been guilty of that where I, where I would just be at the office 15 hours a day and, and just eat junk food. And the next thing I knew that, you know, I felt terrible. And, and I, so I had to take re-examine re what kind of fuel I was putting in my body. You almost have to look at building this business as a marathon and you have to have a marathon runner's diet to fuel your way through it. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is psychologically a lot of, a lot of building a business is managing your own personal psychology. And uh, I read somewhere once that success is, is uh, uh, expectations, uh, results minus expectations <laughs> is success. So success is results minus expectations. So what, what, you know, what was the outcome and, and what did you expect to happen? And are you happy or not with that? So as simple as that sounds, you know, you can manage your personal psychology and 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 almost manage your expectations as you're building this business and really have a five or ten year plan because in five years you will arrive the only question is where 
and what does that look like? And the business can be the answer to that question. And if you see it that way, like this business is, is, is my vehicle that is carrying me through life and is causing me to experience different things and do new, new, new things and try new things and learn new things that I never would have been able to do otherwise. If you can look at it that way, it kind of manages uh, that psychology. One other trick that I do to manage my own personal psychology is uh, I'll, I'll close my eyes and I will think about one year from today. What does that look like? Where am I? What are the sales of the business? Uh, what, what, how many employees do we have? How many, how, how many, uh, users are using the platform? How many small business owners are we helping? Uh, what am I driving? What do I, where do I live? I'll literally try to visualize those things a year from today. And if it looks the same as today, I let that scare me to take action. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm terrified of, of wasting a year and not, and not getting any further along the, the journey. So that's how I kind of psych myself up. I, I gotcha. And I know that uh, congratulations are in order, my friend, because I know that you've been honored by uh, publications like the Nashville Business Journal for being one of their 40 under 40 heroes for leadership and entrepreneurship. So tell me about uh, the importance of paying it forward for you personally and uh, the uh, the. Uh, the pride you take of being recognized by so many uh, local uh, publications. You know, it's it's so so. I I love I love the accolades, right? They're nice feathers in the cap, but the problem is a lot of founders will will conflate that with success, and uh, they'll they'll conflate. Uh, well, I, we're, we 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 got this and and we got we won this competition and this this and this and. And it has nothing to do with customers and helping customers and growing the business. So, so that's one one thing. Is like you're never as good. It, things are never as bad as they seem, and things are never as good as they seem. So you don't you don't uh, you, you don't let that try to like cloud your vision. Uh, but on the other hand, it, it is nice. It's, it is nice to have some you, you know some so that dopamine uh, hit when you when you get one of those things and you get you know you get a, an accolade like that. So uh, I do enjoy it. I do like I do like those features. Uh, and I, you know, and and maybe maybe we'll get some more in the coming days. Yeah, absolutely. And Brian, I asked you earlier about diversity and inclusion for folks with disabilities, but I'm also curious to ask you about. Diversity of choice for the entire business community and the importance of inclusion and how that builds a competitive advantage for a business. Yeah, I think it definitely can because you can find untapped, uh, underserved talent and you can find uh, folks and, and give them an opportunity that maybe they didn't have uh, before your technology or platform came along. That's one of the things we we love about building GreenPal is helping folks get access to starting their own small business in the landscaping industry. And we've got we've got thousands of stories of, of people saying, "Hey, you know, I was struggling. I was running a business, but I couldn't figure out how to get any more customers. Nobody taught me how to. No, nobody teaches any of us how to run a business, right? So we have to kind of figure this stuff out on our own. But that's our platform's job is to teach anybody who is willing to to work hard and show up on time how to get their own little business going. And and one beautiful thing about business is it doesn't care 
who you are, where you come from, what your socioeconomic status, what the what 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 uh, race you are, what your sexual status. It, it it doesn't it doesn't care about any of those things. The only thing the marketplace cares about is are you serving your customers better than your competition? And so if if you can get exposed to that, um, then 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 that can help you level up your your station in life and 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 put you in a whole new world. Whereas previously, if you were never exposed to, to, to the idea of running your own business, you might get stuck. You might get stuck in, 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 and be in that underserved segment. So that's one thing I love about running this platform is helping folks you know, lower the barriers to entry to starting their own business, regardless of, of what their socioeconomic status, what their race is, what their religion is, what part of the country they live in, um, and, and giving them access to this fair game where, where they may not have a fair shake at, at go, going and getting a job at XYZ Company, but they've got a fair shake at starting their own lawn care business. And that's one of the cool things about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Brian, I'm curious to ask you about what's your why for getting up in the morning? What excites you to get up in the morning? And if that made your life into a movie, my friend, what, is, what do you think you would want the climax of that movie to be? Yeah, it's 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 like you have to have something other than profit and cash to 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 motivate you to do something to building a big business. Yeah, I mean you can you can build a small business and make a make a good amount of money and and without some sort of why, without some sort of purpose. But to really propel you to building a bigger bigger business, you have to have some reason why you're doing what you're doing. And for me, uh, it's, it's, it's the answer to this question. If I didn't get out of bed in the morning, why does it matter? And, and the answer to that question starts with like, because, because uh, there's 30,000 lawn care services that, that need your platform to run their business. There's, there's stakeholders that you have. There's employees that you have and their families. There, there's people that, that rely on your service, uh, you know, who, 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 who maybe who are disabled that that need somebody to come and take care of this plat, uh, of of this chore for them. So there's there's reasons why it's important for me to get out of bed. My business is the answer to that question, and and why I do what I do. And the main why is to help folks, like I mentioned earlier, get access to starting their own company, growing their own company, getting from a hundred k a mil hundred k a, a year in revenue to a million dollars a year in revenue. That's why we do what we do, and, and I think you have to have that. And it's okay to start a business and not have that, but as the years go on, you need to find that and you need to tap into that and make it why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Brian, my final question for you is how I end all of my uh, podcast conversations, my friend, and that's about your own personal and professional legacy and how you want that to be defined. Yeah, I, I want that to be defined like this. Um, you know, I want somebody to say, you know what, uh, because I knew that guy, uh, I was able to do things that I in life that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Uh, or because that guy was around and helped build this platform, I was able to grow a big business. And, and, it's, and if he had never existed, then I wouldn't have been able to get to where I was trying to go. So I would, I would love to leave a legacy of people that were in my orbit, people that use the products that my team and I build, were able to do things and get to places in life that 
otherwise would not have been possible had, had I not been there. And so that's how I gauge success, and that's what I, what I hope I leave behind. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, Brian, tell me if people want to access Green Pal or get in contact with you personally, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, anybody that doesn't want to mow their own yard or maybe the lawn guy flaked on them this week, just go to greenpal.com and sign up, get free quotes, and hire somebody. Uh, anybody wants to hit me up, a best place to reach me is Instagram. So Brian M. Clayton on Instagram and just shoot me a DM there. Well, fabulous, Brian. I told you before the outset of our uh, conversation, I would have to match your energy because you're in an enthusiastic eye solving a practical but needed problem, my friend. You work in the space of entrepreneurship and lawn care is most appreciated, my friend. And I want to thank you for engaging in conversation because I'm smarter from having this conversation. So I want to thank you for your time and for being here this afternoon. It's most appreciated. Well, thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me on your show. And, and I've left a little smarter, too. So likewise, thank you so much.